to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello, and welcome to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. I'm Denise Heidel. I am your host, and I am with Lori Tim from a Legacy Federal Credit Union. Thank you so much for being with me to- today, Lori. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. So today we have a fascinating topic that's going to really be for everybody. Um, The title of our podcast today is Financial Well-Being in Uncertain Times. And Lori, I don't think I could think of a better title because honestly, I mean, really, we're all struggling. We're all wondering what in the world. In fact, the chamber recently hosted late September, we hosted um, an economic forum that we titled, What the Heck is Going On with the Economy? So this is a really um, important topic that we really just cannot address enough. So I appreciate you being here. So tell us a little bit about you and how long you've been with the legacy and a little bit about your expertise. Sure. So I um, originally am from Ohio and spent many years living abroad in Finland, Luxembourg, Switzerland, and most recently in Venezuela. Wow. Yeah. So I uh, was so fortunate to move here in, to Clemens in 2007 and joined the legacy in 2007 and have worked in a number of different capacities and um, financial well-being is something I'm very, very passionate about. Wonderful. Wonderful. I want to put a pin in that. I want to come back to your international globetrotting days and learn a little bit more about that. That's amazing. So, um, So with this workshop, you give this workshop a lot, don't you? I do. I give a number of different workshops on topics, but this is one that resonates with many people. Right. Because, I mean, obviously, financial well-being is something we all aim for. But, you know, whether good times or bad times, it's a priority. It's never a subject that really goes away. Exactly. And when you think about it, the uncertain times we're living in, we really can't control what the government does, what the economy does. And so we only can control what we um, have in our power. And that's what I really like to focus on. Right. Because it's, it's more than what's in our bank accounts. I mean, we're, we're fighting with inflation. We're fighting with stock market. I know that there's a lot to the, uh, the process. Um, in your experience, what do you define as financial well-being? What do you, when you, when people ask you, what will make somebody financially stable? What makes somebody financially healthy? What, what is your standard um, response to that? Certainly. And there are many, um, there's two models that I look to. One is the Consumer um, Finance Protection Bureau talks about a financially fit person. And then they speak of having control over your day-to-day expenses, mm-hmm. having that capacity to absorb a financial shock, being on track to meet your financial goals, and having that financial freedom to make choices that make life enjoyable. That's what we all want. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also could look at it across um, a number of variables. And this is what the Financial Health Network, another organization does. They look at financial well-being across spending, saving, borrowing, and planning. Mm-hmm. And they have an assessment that actually asks questions along each one of those lines. So we're really talking about the personal finance space, really having that ability to set goals mm-hmm. and achieve those goals without um, being impacted by the unexpected moments that come up 
that there are always accidents. There are right. always um, those surprises. Right. And you don't want that to derail your goals and your overall holistic well-being. Mm-hmm. Well, when you broke it down, will, will you repeat that list again? You because you sure. said the the savings, the the spending, spending the borrow, yeah. and plan. Okay. All right. I like that because it's. I mean. I know before we before we start recording, we had talked um, via email uh, earlier this week about the idea of financial well being compared to your your health well being. Yeah. So it's like when you broke those categories down, I immediately thought, okay, my primary doctor versus my eye doctor versus my mm-hmm. my dentist. You know, all of those different variables that we do for our health, and it, it, the same analogy would apply. You you have your expertise in your your focus on all these different areas and your finances as well as a part of a comprehensive whole package health. Yes, definitely. The holistic well-being. And that's something that a legacy is kind of known for as really focusing on well-being in a holistic sense. So when we talk about it at a legacy, we talk of a culture of health made up of your physical health, your mental health, your financial, social, and then a sense of purpose where if you think of a volunteerism and and really having that connection to your job and your organization that kind of fills your purpose. Well, you know, I mean, the financial health, I mean, when you're saying this again, and I'm kind of derailing that, and I told you before we got started that I have a raging case of shiny object syndrome. So, um, but when you're, when you're talking about financial health and you're talking about your social and your, um, your other capacities of life, being financially secure enables you to be more generous. It takes away some of the anxieties and the worries that your mental health may struggle with. You're able to, to do more things in other areas of your life that would definitely, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I think financial health is the end all be all, but it certainly does impact more than just your wallet, right? Yes. And you really are speaking to what we call the intersection of these different pillars of wellness. And so if you're physically well, you probably don't have those high healthcare costs that others may have. Right. And, you know, if you're dealing with a, a health condition, it's going to have a lot of cost to it. And then that's going to bleed over into your um, financial stress because you're going to be looking at, at bills. You may have medical debt. And, and so it, sometimes it becomes a cycle mm-hmm. um, and, and that's hard to get out of. So actually trying to promote financial well-being, it can really ripple across the others. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now let's get back to the podcast. What would you say if somebody came up to you and said, Lori, I want to know what are the top three things that I can do to enhance my financial well-being? What are you going to tell them? I think first and foremost, you really have to know yourself. You have to know what are your triggers? What are those people, places, and things that cause you to spend money? And then sometimes you have to communicate that to other people, um, especially the people you do life with. Um, Secondly, you really need to have that emergency savings in place. And if you think about the past couple of years, having some sort of cushion and margin really made life a lot more um, um, 
made life a lot more um, livable um, because we went through some really challenging times. Mm. And then finally, just get a handle on where your money goes. That usually means budgeting and, mm. and really knowing where every dollar goes. Well, and while I know it's more than four letters for a lot of people, that is a four letter word, right? <laughs> budgeting. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I would agree. It, it's so important. Um, and as I told you, I'm a Dave Ramsey girl. You know, I've been following Dave Ramsey for years. I know what he says an emergency fund looks like. So going back to your second point, when you talk about emergency savings, what yeah. do you think is the ideal um, place to start if somebody doesn't? Great question. So I think you just have to get started because for mm-hmm. some people, they think, well, I have to have three to six months. That's what they're telling me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine even getting to one month of savings. So I say set a goal of $500, right. save that. Once you hit that goal, then bump it up to $1,000 and then right. continue to, to increase the savings goal. Um, because sometimes when you set a goal that's too ambitious and you don't hit it, then you get a little bit discouraged. Right. So get started and save. I like that. Yeah. Just to do it incrementally. Mm-hmm. I mean, because how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Yeah. And then another thing I would just add is automate your savings. That way it's happening in the background. You can do um, transfers, automatic transfers. They could be weekly, monthly, however you want to set it up. But once you set it, forget it. Right. Just let it work in the background. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, so, you know, when you talk about your awareness and communication, again, I, I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, but with your first um, tip, you said sometimes you have to communicate that to other people. So mm-hmm. can you elaborate a little bit on that? I really think that we need to normalize conversations about money. It's, it's kind of a taboo subject. People have a lot of shame. A lot of emotion is tied up in our money. Right. And so we don't do life alone in most cases. So we need to really engage the people we do life with, whether that's family, um, roommates, uh, where we have shared expenses. Mm-hmm. And really, as I said, get to know your own personality and then understand their personality, their habits, and and really talk about it in a very non-judgmental way because everybody right. brings into relationships um, some of the influences they've received from their family, from right. their life experience. But just being able to talk about money in a very um, unemotional way, mm-hmm. I think is a really good place to be. Right. So at the time this podcast is airing, it's right at the holidays. And, you know, and this is when people might be a little bit more emotional about spending because, mm-hmm. you know, I know they may feel pressured to buy the perfect gift that they may not even mm-hmm. be able to afford to do. They want to express generosity. A Christmas list can absolutely run amok before we know it. So how are how are some strategies that people can express their gratitude and their generosity throughout the holidays um, while also being mindful of their overall financial well-being? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think I'm a big journaler. So mm-hmm. I think keeping a Me gratitude too. journal, I think yeah. it's fabulous because it, it really does help you focus on what's going well in your life. Right. Um, additionally, I, I've heard of these gratitude challenges. Um, mm-hmm. I think the month of November is a great time to do a challenge where every day you have something to focus on and, a, and an action. Mm-hmm. I think volunteering your time is a great way to show gratitude and service to others. And mm-hmm. I, I, there's a great resource out here called Hands-On Northwest North Carolina yeah. that has a database. Yeah, I was make... emailing with them earlier, oh, actually. Yeah, they're fabulous. Yeah. And they have a database where you can go find the, the match um, activity for you. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think building charitable giving into your budget, mm-hmm. um, invest in those causes and organizations that mean the most to you. Right. And piggybacking on what we said before, involve the people in your life um, in, in really giving back. Right. And then that also could be and random acts of kindness, right? Um, which I think during this time of the year is a wonderful thing to do. You pay for the coffee, uh, order at, at the Starbucks window, um, leave a big tip in a restaurant, just really try to serve people's um, needs and, and show that generosity. Right. Well, and, you know, and the, the kindness you just spoke of, I mean, really, honestly, because I mean, kindness can take a lot of shapes and forms, but we could say that three out of the four suggestions you just gave are non-monetary. It doesn't cost you anything to express gratitude. It doesn't really cost you anything to volunteer other than your time. And then it doesn't cost you anything to be kind to somebody because yes, well, but the pay it forward. And if I am ever behind you in line and you buy my coffee, you have no idea. You'll be my superhero because I love it. Um, I, I just love um, coffee, but um, so it's like the kindest thing anybody can do for me. But um you know, just being kind and speaking a word of, of kindness and giving somebody a genuine compliment. None of that costs money. And so um, when we're thinking of the holidays, I agree with everything you're saying that we don't have to drain our bank accounts in order to express that. I also want to I want to go into um, a, a term you shared with me recently that I just find mm-hmm. fascinating. I mean, I've heard of mindfulness um, and usually it's tied into you know, self-control issues around, you know, your diet and your, your exercise and a lot of other facets of life. But um, you've used the term money mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And I like that. So tell me how, how can somebody shift their mindset to be in a place of money mindfulness? Definitely. And this is a somewhat new term to me as well. Um, So we have at a legacy, a wonderful online financial education tool that anyone can access. Mm -hmm. It's called Enrich. And if you go to a legacy.enrich.org, you'll be able to access it. Okay. And inside this tool, it's a browser based tool, they have a money mindfulness hub. And there they have mindfulness um, exercises. So recordings, And they last anywhere from five to 20 minutes. So you can select the topic. And let me share a few of the topics. Managing bills, relieving stress, unease over spending. There's a whole bunch of topics. Those are great. And you listen to it and just try to center yourself and and really try to work through all that those random thoughts that maybe are keeping you up at night or, or really stressing you out. Now, they also have a part that's journaling. And for us who right. like to journal, financial journaling can be another way of kind of getting your feelings out. Again, money is tied up with emotions. It is. And so um, I was just looking in there today and they they have a, a prompt. They have lots and lots of prompts. And one is, what are you grateful for in your financial life? Like right. We don't all do it perfectly, but there's maybe one thing that you could be really positive about what's one financial goal you have and what steps can you take tomorrow to move toward that goal Mm -hmm. so real simple um prompts that can hopefully get you to express some of the the emotions Mm -hmm. and and the stress that's inside you Mm -hmm. but then beyond that it kind of ties into this idea of knowing yourself and and starting those conversations Mm -hmm. they have something in there called my money personality it's a Mm self-assessment you answer some questions Mm -hmm. and then they will 
give you a report based on your money personality. And there's different, um, I think there's like cautious and a risk taker and uh, more organized. And so you'll get sort of a report that talks about how you um, manage money, how you think about money. And that I think creates that perfect conversation starter for having those conversations with um, people. That's not always the easiest thing to start, but you could say, you know, I heard from my money personality report that I am this. And I am so <laughs> going to go take that assessment when we are done. I am so <laughs> going to do that. But you know, it's it's really interesting because all the things you're talking about with this, I mean, again, my inner Dave Ramsey is sitting here, yeah. you know, whispering in my ear that, you know, we we need to be having these conversations, especially in the same household, you know, yes. that, you know, spouses need to be on the same page with their finances. Mm-hmm. You, you can't make money goals if everybody's not yeah. you know, on the same page and on the same track with the same goal. So everything that you're saying with money mindfulness and this program sounds like it would be a phenomenal resource for families who are trying to get more financially fit, Definitely. especially as we wind up 2022 and start thinking about 2023, because I mean, obviously, you know, I think financial health usually, I, I don't know where it ranks on the top of um, New Year's resolutions, but I would imagine it's, it's pretty, pretty up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, all right. That's awesome. I'm going to definitely check that out myself. So um, as we move into the the holiday season and we do wind up the year, so what are some steps that you would recommend um, our podcast listeners to take so that they can get through the holidays with as little financial stress as possible? Mm Well, I know it's November, but I always encourage people to start as early as possible. I know there are people who wait to the very, very, very last minute. Guilty. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to call you out. But, and I think having a plan, I always tell people have a plan. Just mm-hmm. don't wing it at the holiday season. There's just too much on the line. Um, right. That means having a list, having a budget. If you don't have the big budget, at least have a holiday spending budget. Right. And um maximize each investment. Think about each um, line item you want to put on that budget and make Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, look for those alternatives because you don't always have to spend money. Um, And that's my second point is getting really creative with Mm -hmm. gifts, but also decorations or any of the activities that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, I have found that my family has started to give treasures. So my mother has started to give some family heirlooms. Um, My brother gave away all of his books and each one was hand selected for me. And that meant so much more than, you know, anything you bought at a store. You're speaking to my heart right now. I, um, well, I guess it was a couple of years ago. My birthday's Christmas day too. So yeah. So yeah, this is a big deal in our family and I love family heirlooms. And, um, a couple of years ago, my mom gave me, um, a cookie jar that she had given to my grandparents on the Christmas I was born. So, you know, it was, a you know, treasure, something I'd seen on my grandmother's kitchen counter my entire life. And I really honestly did not know till my mom gave it to me that, what the sentimental reason was for it. So, you know, it's priceless treasure in my house now, but, you know, um, in getting even more personal with what you said about being creative, I mean, because for a long time I was a single parent. And so, you know, and I know from my experience, it can get a little competitive at Christmas when you're, when you're competing with another parent that may be a little bit uh, more financially secure than you are. And, you know, and trying to get creative so that you can still create those memorable um, 
experiences for your kids without, you know, coming up in January with nothing to to be able to pay the bills with, right? Well, and I love that idea of experiences. I think that that means a lot because typically when you ask older kids, you know, what, what gifts meant the most to you? It's those experiences. Oh, that's a, that's a big one in our house. We always give experiences as much as possible. And then another thing is if you give an experience, that doesn't mean you have to outlay the cash now. It might be something in March or April, and then you could put off paying for that until later. So, I mean, that gives you that gift giving power right now, but then, you know, you could save for many more months to pay that off. So right. I, I like that as well. Um, I think the more you can not go into debt, so be very defensive about going into debt. And I mm-hmm. wanted to mention one thing that's happening. Um, you probably have seen it if you've ever done any um, online shopping, that there is this option to break out your payment into four. Mm-hmm. So um, four equal payments of $20 is something that, you know, it probably costs $80. We call this buy now, pay later. Right. Um, there's many companies that offer it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to tell people whether they should use it or not. In some cases, there, there are some benefits. Um, mm-hmm. It could be interest-free. Right. Um, you could really access something um, kind of in that old layaway style right. um, without having to outlay all the cash. Um, but another thing is that, remember, those payments are typically due every two weeks. And the fees, um, if you miss a payment, can be high. So just balance, make sure you know all the details and balance that out. I'm going to ask you another question. And I don't don't know how personal this will get. So forgive me in advance. But I know Legacy talks about doing the right thing for your well-being. Um, So how do you live out your brand promise in Mm -hmm. a very tangible way? Yes, we do. That it's a big part of what we do at a legacy is all around that holistic well-being and and then also doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me personally, in my role as a community and financial well-being manager, is that I work with members and employees, mm-hmm. um, helping them achieve their sense of financial well-being. And it's a very personal um definition for each person. Right. Um, and we really move beyond just as educating. You know, there is certain passive education that we can receive. We can go to a, um, a workshop, we can read something online, but actually making it your own and being much more active, that's where I try to really support our members. Um, and so what does that look like? It means um, maybe meeting one-on-one with someone and saying, okay, tell me what your goals are. How are you going to get there? Here's some ways that I can help you with resources, with encouragement, with accountability. Mm-hmm. That's a big role that I play. And, and every one of our employees um, I, I really love doing that one-on-one coaching. We also have some really interesting products. Um, we have um, a product that's a partnership with the YMCA of Northwest North Carolina. We have the Jerry Long Y right here in our community. Right. Um, we have an account that pays a higher rate of interest for your visits to the Y. So if you already are a member of the Y and you go there frequently, 12 times in the month could earn you the highest rate of interest, which is over 1% right now. Wow. So that's kind of an interesting way that um, you can, you know, really improve your family's holistic well-being and get paid a little bit extra. That's wonderful. That's a, that's a really good incentive um, to go work out. Yeah. It adds to your, to your wallet as well. Yes. You lose weight and your wallet gets fatter, right? That's a good combination. Right. (laughs) 
it is it is uh, November, and of course we we know that the month of November is just synonymous with gratitude and thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I know our relationship with the legacy is one I'm very thankful for. You know, legacy's been an amazing friend and partner to the Louisville Clemens Chamber for many many years, and you've supported us in so many different ways. And we're we're very grateful for a legacy. Um, but I'm going to ask you, what are you personally most thankful for? Well, I have to give a big shout out to the community of Clemens. Um, as I mentioned before, I had lived in South America and in, in Venezuela um, up until 2007. And at that point, I looked at the map and said, where do I go? I'm, I'm leaving Venezuela because of a political crisis, uh, economic crisis. Of course, crime was very high. And we thought, well, where can we go since we're American citizens? Um, in the United States. We settled here Mm -hmm. um, primarily because of the school here in this community. Mm -hmm. And um, my kids were in kindergarten and first grade at that point. They're now in college at their final years of college. Mm -hmm. And so for me to come to this community and have wonderful schools, amazing Mm -hmm. businesses, um, neighbors and friends, um, it's just been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of where we would be if we were still in Venezuela versus where we are today and how my children have really thrived, um, the fact that I get I had the great pl- privilege to work at a legacy mm-hmm. and to be able to change people's lives through the work that I do, I have so much to be grateful for. So thanks for that question. That's a good one. Well, I appreciate that. That's I really want to get to know a little bit more about your overseas travels and <laughs> and all of that uh, later. But um this is really great because again, you know, we're winding down this year. Um, everybody is concerned about their finances. Everybody's looking, everybody's wondering, and it doesn't matter how much you make or how little you make. This is a, this is a common denominator for us all. You know, we all want to be, um, financially healthy and know that we're making the right decisions, not only for us as individuals, but for our families. And we want to, you know, make the most of our resources and use them wisely. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to hear a message from Eleanor Russell of 360 Health. Are you confused about nutritional supplementation? Should you supplement? Which supplements should you select? Are you concerned about environmental toxins and the health of our planet? Do you know much about the companies you buy products from and their mission? Are you concerned about value when you're spending your hard-earned money? At 360 Health, we listen to our customers' concerns. We offer educational support, superior product recommendations, and a community of like-minded people. Tune in our Health Geeks Book Club podcast, browse our website, and if you decide to join us, you'll receive lots of additional benefits. I'm Eleanor Russell at 360 Health, and I would like to help you make healthy happen in your life. Contact me at 360health4letteru.com. Thank you, Eleanor, for your continued support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. I really do appreciate this. This has really uh, been educational and helpful, and I can't wait to check out that platform that you spoke of. Will you give us that website again? Sure. It's alegacy.enrich.org. Okay. Check it out. Thank you so much, Lori, for being with us today on the podcast and everybody check it out. And um, and may we all be financially fit through the holidays mm-hmm. and start 2023 strong. So thank you again, Lori, for being with me today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm.
Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.